All right, welcome back to Therapy's Podcast. This is your host, Guy Hernandez, licensed marriage and family therapist here in the state of California. And we are back today with a new episode. It's been about a month. And I'm excited about this topic today because today's topic is about the guilt of saying no. Now, with the holidays quickly approaching, and maybe you're getting an increase in invites to different parties or activities, and maybe you're getting an increase of requests for favors or to help maybe other people out in your friend or family circle, uh, maybe to help with their kids or help with shopping or just help with cooking or whatever it might be. But we all know that holidays can be an especially busy time and saying no can kind of cause the reaction of maybe guilt and it's been a theme I've talked about a lot this year in the work I've done so I thought hey with the holidays approaching why don't we just make an episode about it well so what I'd like for the listeners today to think about is is does this dynamic apply to you when you tell people no when asked for a favor or asked to attend a certain event do you feel guilty saying no is that a reaction for you? And if that's true, then we, we generally start to explore the meaning of why, why that is. Why, are, why is guilt, how come guilt is increasing when you're looking at saying no to something, something or someone? Well, oftentimes if we kind of explore it further, it's what the other person then might think about us um, or what even what we think of ourselves. So say, for example, if you told someone, no, you couldn't do them a favor, do you then see yourself as a bad friend, an unreliable friend or family member? Uh, do you see yourself as a selfish friend or selfish person? Which I think for a lot of us doesn't really sit well having that thought. Um, do you see yourself as a maybe un- untrustworthy or or irresponsible if you're not able to accommodate to someone else's needs or request. So in therapy, what I aim to do then is see if we can try to shift the perspective about saying no. Uh, that it, that it's not doesn't always have to be a negative thing. Let's just start with the idea of why well, I feel selfish if I say no to someone's request or invite to, to a certain event. I feel selfish. But if we t- start to shift it a little bit, and maybe you said no because you're looking at taking care of your needs or you're exhausted or you've been feeling overwhelmed or stressed with just life, work, kids, stuff of that nature then if you're saying no to take care of your needs, then could you agree that taking care of your needs is never really a selfish thing, but that it's kind of mandatory to take care of your needs? Because if you don't take care of them, then who will, right? If you're exhausted and then you're still saying yes because you don't want to say no to the guilt, so then you go to the event, what then happens from there? Does stress continue to increase in your life 
because you said yes even though you wanted to say no? Do you start to resent the person for inviting you or for asking for the favor? Maybe your initial reaction to getting asked for a favor is, oh my gosh, don't they know I'm so stressed? Well, probably not. <laughs> they don't live in your head, right? So if you don't have the capacity, then it's up to you to then say, no, I don't have that capacity. Or if you say yes, and you do have the capacity, fine. But if you say no, or if you say yes and still do it anyways, even though you lack the maybe emotional capacity at the time, and you continue this pattern of sacrificing your own needs and to prevent this guilty no, or the guilt of saying no, then what does it result in? And so usually when we chart out this, and I kind of just alluded to it there, is increased stress, and then sometimes eventually increased resentment towards the person that either asked you for the favor or invited you to the event. Well, if you haven't noticed by now, this is kind of a key component to this idea of codependency. Now I'm gonna briefly define what codependency is and then uh, maybe I'll post something on my website that you can read a little further or and kind of see if it connects to you. So codependency is defined as excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account of an illness or addiction. Now if we expand that idea a little bit more, I like to kind of phrase it as that our identity is kind of and how we our identity and our mood if we if we're in this codependent relationship is dependent upon how the other person feels about us and in the relationship. So if I demonstrate this codependent pattern and with a friend and the friend asks me for a favor and I say yes because if I say no I can't deal with the guilt because I don't want them to be uh, my perception is that they will be upset with me, so I say yes, and I say yes, and I say yes, and then you say yes, because feeling, saying no um, for the codependent's mind might fracture the relationship. But then now what then tends to happen is then there's kind of this scorekeeping that goes on, maybe not externally, but maybe internally, uh, where it's like, I've done all of this for this person, and they haven't reciprocated. Or just simply feeling resentful every time you get asked. So one phrase I kind of started repeating to myself and even you know with clients is that you can't necessarily be upset. Well, sure you can. But is it fair to be upset with the person for asking for a favor? But be upset with yourself for saying yes when internally the most honest answer was actually no. Because if you say no, then it's up to them, right? You don't you don't owe necessarily anybody. It's up to you to take care of yourself. And when you have the capacity, then great. And when you don't, then think about what are the eventual effects of that. And I'm not saying this is always a bad thing, but if you were to sit there and reflect upon your experience of the, the guilty no, is what does it then result in? If you have a pattern of saying yes when really you need to say no or want to say no, does it result in that resentment in those relationships? Does it result in increased stress in your own life, in maintaining your own health and wellness and well-being? And 
can you then look back or even challenge the thought that starts coming up? Those kind of negative thought patterns that we talked about in episode two, which is also on my website, so check it out. Um, one of them is fortune telling, right? Is that we may say yes because we assume the person, other person will be mad at us or upset with us in some regards if we say no to the favor or the invite. So it's somewhat fortune telling, right? And it's somewhat catastrophizing, like, oh, this is going to impact the relationship if I say, if I say no. So I have to say yes. Shooting ourselves, right? I should do this. Oh, I really should go. I should go to this event because you know they, they invited me a long time ago. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. I should really do this because you know, uh, I'll feel bad if I don't. Mm, okay. All right. Um, maybe some mind reading and some assumptive thinking. Going to the example that I said earlier. Oh my gosh, how dare they ask me for a favor? Don't they know I'm so stressed, right? Somewhat mind reading, assuming that the other person knows what's going on in your mind. So can you start to challenge that? And then eventually, what I start to kind of work to or towards with with uh, clients, and this is a common kind of phrasing is like this idea of emotional bank account. So this is kind of common in therapy. So if you think about your emotional bank account, let's just say you have $100 on average in a given week, and all the different things you do kind of dole out that, um, dole out that money. Maybe going to an event uh, takes 25 out of you, and then so you're a little more exhausted. Maybe work takes 60 out of you, and then maybe you don't have much left. Um, and maybe you need to like recharge that bank account, and maybe that's through your own self-care uh, activities, maybe just trying to slow things down, maybe taking some time to yourself, maybe reading a book, maybe going for a walk, exercising, cooking yourself a meal, whatever it is that you can kind of slow time down and find peace and solace in your life. So we start to break it down. Okay, at what point did you recognize that maybe you were going into debt emotionally? If we kind of think of it in this financial metaphor. Um, and the person might say, oh, well, once I said yes to that event that like I was already maybe at zero and didn't really have the energy and I said yes, they wouldn't kind of look at the sequence thereafter. So then I went and I was, I went to the event and I was exhausted and I was irritable and I came home and I had more things to do, but now you're in the negative. So now you're not even regulated and you're kind of just marching through. Or pushing through and it feels like you're maybe always chasing the day and kind of never get a moment to yourself and this may be really automatic for some people just you know really accustomed to saying yes and this like I said it's not necessarily a bad thing um, only you get to really decide in if this is a pattern in your life that maybe needs to change at times. Because it's a pretty common pattern. right? We have busy lives. Uh, there's, uh, if you have kids, I'm sure your lives are incredibly busy with all the school events and friend events and birthday parties 
and all of that all of those things that you have to keep up with and even if you don't maybe your social circle uh, requires a lot of energy uh, different types of events and how do you stay attuned to yourself and your own needs and recognizing that you need to recharge and that you're not going to be able to make every event uh, all the time or you're not going to be able to uh, do every favor or complete every favor that is asked of you every time and can you shift your thinking about yourself that if you think that being selfish is a bad thing but what about the idea of and taking care of your needs putting your needs first um, so that you can then actually function better when you are with other people so that you are actually presenting the better or best version of yourselves because you've been recharging Now, all of this also kind of alludes to the idea of boundary setting. And that's, you know, a kind of popular phrase or idea, but uh, for some people, it, it, it's kind of an elusive idea. What does it mean to set a boundary? Um, it basically is saying, this is kind of a rule that I'm going to go by, and and this is how I'll respond to that rule. So, for example, if I'm exhausted, my boundary to other people then is, I'm not going to uh, hang out or complete any favors until I recharge. And, and that's kind of my personal boundary is I'll say no when I'm at my capacity. Yeah, so can you kind of shift that idea of, oh, well, I'll feel selfish. Well, can you challenge it? I need to take care of my needs. And then on the other end is so that I could actually give the people in my life the better version of myself instead of this always exhausted version that is maybe resentful and is not taking care of themselves, right? And like I said, this is this is really a kind of core piece of codependency is the, the idea of the self-sacrifice. I'll sacrifice my own needs for the sake of the relationship. And sometimes sacrifice is necessary, right? This idea of compromise. But what's kind of different is that if I say, I'll, okay, I'm really exhausted, but I'll do this for you. Maybe I, that's not really necessary to maintain the relationship. And then maybe I'm, by doing that, I'm kind of creating this false sense of dependence in the relationship that I could be dependent on but really I'm just exhausted all the time or that I'm just kind of pretending to be dependable because I don't want to feel the guilt of taking care of my own needs one of my coworkers, and you know a lot of people say this in therapy but the idea that we have to be able to take care of ourselves before we can actually even take care of another person So the better you are self-regulated, the better then you can help people. And the metaphor is that idea of if you've ever been on an airplane and they have the whole safety uh, outline in the beginning or speech, and they say to put your oxygen mask on first before you help someone else. All right. Make sure that you're functioning at your capacity uh, before you sacrifice 
your need to restore yourself to help someone else restore themselves. Now, if you got kids and whatever, that that might be a little different. But I'm kind of thinking with our, well, I'm young kids, right? You know, you have to do what you have to do to to keep things going. But think about your adult relationships, or even if you have adult kids that are able to be self-sufficient, or your friendships, or even in your marriage. Are you just running to this automatic yes because you're so used to it? And what's the story that builds if you say no? Is it that you have this kind of self-loathing that you're a bad person or that you think the other person will think you're a bad person or friend or family member? That there's a negative connotation to the idea of taking care of your needs because it feels selfish? So exploring where, where that guilt comes from and yeah, seeing, seeing where these kind of automatic yeses to, to people's request have, have led to either exhaustion, resentment, further distress, getting sick, right? Maybe even distance in the relationship. Maybe start avoiding certain people that that have asked you for favors or invite you to things because you don't want to say no so you just avoid it and you trust in the strength of your relationships that you can say no and that that that's okay we all can't say yes to everyone all the time hopefully we're saying yes to ourselves most of the time And that's really going to be a kind of consistent theme on Therapy's podcast is how do we consistently take care of our needs so that uh, we are functioning at a more optimal level and that actually leads to improved relationships, um, our own improved functioning, right? improved parenting skills. Because if we're feeling good and we're, we're feeling like we're able to recharge and self-regulate when, when maybe... It's been a distress, distressful week or just been a really busy week and we're kind of out of energy. You know, that shows the people around us that, it, you know, taking care of ourselves is important and that you'd probably support that in your family and friends as well. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. This is kind of a brief introduction to the idea of codependency on the guilt of saying no. Um, and initial boundary setting. So that was kind of just um, some ideas from my, my head, and I, I'd love to expand this conversation um, and maybe take a minute. Think about that. Think about relationships in your life. Think about all of the expectations that are put upon you and where are areas that maybe you could have declined uh, to take care of yourself because saying yes resulted in more distress and potential resentment in the relationship all right we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back for a quick conclusion thank you for listening
welcome back. Thank you for listening to t- today's episode. Uh, there's probably a little bit of redundancy in there, but hey, might as well think about it over and over again, right? Take a little bit more time to reflect on the guilt of saying no and see if that's a pattern uh, that is in your life. Now, the idea of codependency that I didn't mention in the main portion, though, um, if you want to look at a book that's based on codependency, it's called Codependent No More. There's also one called Beyond Codependency, and both of those are by Melody Beatty. And at some point, I'd like to actually post some of this stuff on my website, so bear with me. But yeah, those are some good resources to check out. Also, if you kind of just... Uh, you know, be resourceful and Google codependency and do some readings and see how some of these may, um, some of these may, these patterns may connect to your life experience. Well, anyways, um, still try to complete these episodes at least once a month to keep it regular and give people stuff to listen to. So thank you to everyone that's listened and shared and please, please, please still share, um, and if you write a review, um, I will still send you out a thank you card with some uh, different stickers and stuff as appreciation for you listening and giving me a shout out. Uh, so yeah, follow on Instagram, follow on Facebook, both uh, at Therapized Podcast, and provide suggestions. You know, you can message me on Therapized. I mean, most of you probably actually know me personally. Yeah, you can you can email me at thetherapizepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, if you know any guests, um, or if you would like to be a guest, let me know. If you're a mental health professional, I'd love to have you on and interview. And if you're just if you're not a mental health professional, but you'd like to come on and talk about your experience in mental health, uh, reach out and we'll see if we can work something out. I think it's helpful when uh, people provide their personal experience on how they've uh, gone about their mental health journey and journey to overall wellness. All right. Well, once again, thank you for listening today. And remember, Therapize Podcast is intended to be informational, uh, educational, and informative, and it is not intended to replace your own mental health treatment or to be confused with mental health treatment in itself. So please do seek out mental health treatment in your area if you are struggling with mental illness. Um, and as always, thank you for listening to Therapize Podcast. Talk to you next time.